Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. This is a unique episode that you're about to listen to because what I did in this episode is that I partnered up with a fellow podcaster, Amanda Knackman, and she has a podcast called Find Your Passion Career. And what I wanted to do with Amanda and what we decided to do is that we wanted to create a two-part episode and where one part was on her podcast and the second part was in my podcast so that we can cross-promotion our audiences so that we can help more students. She's in the West Coast. I'm in the East Coast. And so what you're about to hear on my podcast is part two. You're going to notice that you're going to join the conversation in the middle of a podcast. So I highly encourage you to stop right now and go and listen and find you find your passion career podcast in the same place that you are listening to mine so that you can listen to the first part. What you're about to hear It's in the middle of the conversation and we start talking about networking. Amanda's podcast is amazing. She's a total badass. She's even the founder and CEO of College Magazine, which is a huge magazine with over 900 million people. So I highly encourage you to check it out. Pause it right now and come back and then enjoy this episode. How do you go about networking? Yeah, I think that there's a couple ways to start. I think LinkedIn is an excellent tool for networking and just start with your own network. Start looking at who you're connected with. And if you're not connected with that many people, that's okay. Start looking at your at your current school, at your alma mater, right? Um, and seeing who graduated from there and who's working in the local area. Start locally, start regionally. Don't feel like you need to take on the whole US and every every job that's out there in the United States. Start right there in your town. So for example, I worked with uh, one student, her name is Alexa, and she... oh. I said Alexa because we just talked about Alexa's question, but her name is Alexandra and she had a degree in communications and, but has this passion for theater and felt like, oh man, because I wasn't a, a musical theater major, I wasn't, you know, majoring in theater, I can't work in this industry. And I said, let's put that to the test because I think that if it is your passion, she loved being in the place in high school. She just cares about this industry so much. When she lights up, it's because she's speaking about musical theater. I said, let's put that to the test. Let's just look up. I'm like, you're, you're moving home after college to go live with your parents. It's in Jacksonville. Let's look up all the theater companies or organizations in Jacksonville that connect to theater in some way, right? So it was local theater companies. Um, that's where we started. So we did a Yelp search for local theater companies. Then we found a couple and then we brought that Yelp search over to LinkedIn to see who worked there. And she sent a message out to one person a day to a couple theater companies just asking for 15 minutes for an informational interview. And she ended up getting an internship at a local theater in Jacksonville. And two months later, emailed me to let me know that they offered her a job. And so now she's doing marketing communicate marketing and communications work. So she's leveraging her strengths in what she majored in and in what she and the work she did at College Magazine. But she was connecting that to her passion, which was the musical theater industry. And like that, that's how it happens. Um, and it sounds so simple, but I think that it sounds simple looking back, right? 
there was a lot unknown in that journey. But if you just say, I'm going to make that effort and I'm going to make those connections and, and you just start looking at and actually taking action like that, it adds up and, and doors open. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, LinkedIn is obviously an amazing tool and it should be the number one platform for college students when it comes to networking online. And, and that's a great industry. Another tip that I would suggest is looking at your, you know, your professions, professional organization. So um, say HR, if you want to go into HR, there, there is an organization called SHRM. So it's Society for Human Resource Managers. And generally every, at least every, you know, decent sized city has a chapter. So in Florida, Orlando has one, Jacksonville has one, um, the Space Coast has one, Tampa has one. I can keep going and naming them. Um, and there's chapters on your campus too, right? So if like- So there's a student, there's a student and then there's the ones that have graduated. But let's say you want to network with people who've already graduated. Go to those events. And, and it's not just HR, they, they have them for every engineering major. They have them for journalism. They have them for everything that you can think of. There's the PR Society, the American Marketing Association. I think that is a great place to network in a physical location. LinkedIn is easy. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You can even find if they went to your school and there's a lot of ways to find commonalities through LinkedIn. But if you actually want to go and meet in person, I think that even gives you more of a like advantage because you're meeting them face to face. I would look to see when is their next meeting because from my understanding, most of those organizations don't charge students and it can cost money to be at it once you graduate. But as a student, it's free for you. Yeah. And in even some of these events are pretty low, you know, low cost, maybe 30, maybe $50 to attend an event. Sometimes when it, an event is paid for, you know that the people showing up, they really want to be there. And that can be uh, that can go a long way. So I think that, yeah, I love that. That And yeah, you got to put clothes on. You've got to, you got to leave the comfort of your home and connect with people face to face. But that's just how you make an even stronger connection. And so when I did talk about, you know, using LinkedIn to make that first point of contact and get an, an interview, if you can meet with someone in person, treat them to coffee, who doesn't want to be taken out on a coffee date? That sounds great, right? That I think, yeah, the human connection is so important knowing that this is not a solo journey, that you are in this with other people that want to help you. I think we forget that, that other people want to help you. 100. All right, we got a next question from Jordan Thomas from Florida State University. I want to move to a big city after I graduate college. What are the best things to do to prepare for the competitive job market, especially in fields where networking is important? Back to the networking question. I had to think about this. Like, um, you, so he wants to move to a big city and he wants to, how does he prepare for a competitive job market? Oh, this I is do, a Jordan, a girl. <laughs> oh, Jordan, sorry. See? <laughs> um, so for her, I really think ideally you want to have that job lined up in a big city before you graduate. So if you have time, get that going. And then if you are moving, once you understand where you're going, a lot of, especially I know Florida State has a big alumni base. They have alumni associations. So they have one in New York. They have one in any major city. Just go to the alumni base. They're going to treat you like family. I think that's number one. The second thing is professional organizations within your, um, within your craft, within your, um, within your profession is another great way to do that. Uh, for me, a personal example for me, I always joke around that if I was ever thrown in a random city and I needed to start my whole life over, I would always go to go play pickup soccer. 
because sports is a way that I am really, I'm good at it. And so I know that I can go play with anybody and they will gain respect for me because I can, they see that I'm good at the game and I'm able to then build relationships from there and say, okay, so what do you do? So maybe it's not soccer for you listening to this, but maybe it's something else. And so I think whatever your or sports and hobby, using your alumni network and your professional organizations are a good way to start. I 100% agree with Daniel. I think that is 100% your first step, starting with the organizations, right? You don't live in that big city yet. So you need to start with where you are um, and use those connections to find people there. I think also you could set up a series of informational interviews. You could set up a series of, 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 of meetings that you, that you create for yourself for a couple of days and take a trip and go there for a couple of days and meet with people. Um, because again, all it really comes down to meeting with people, uh, either through your organizations or one-on-one and to figure out what opportunities exist for you because of those connections. It's not the city that you're looking for. The city's, uh, that's just so big. It's, you're looking for a certain opportunity within the city. So you need to speak that passion for that position. Um, and you said for you, it was, um, especially, wasn't there a certain field that she mentioned? Oh, just fields where networking is important. So Yeah. yeah, I think in the communications field for sure. Um, Networking is very important. So looking for, you know, people that are, that have already taken that journey. I would say also look for specifically people that are one year or two years out of college that remember what it was like to be in your shoes. And they are going to be so very willing to help you because they were just there. I'm thinking back, I'm looking back at the question. I'm thinking like fields where networking is important. I think the, the most important field where networking is important is sales. Um, so if she is asking about sales because you're you're trying to now you're hunting for new leads and new clients and you're in this big city and you don't know anybody, um, I think that question then changes uh, the answer to the question might change a little bit in my perspective because I think now you got to figure out where do you want where where do your prospects hang out and then I would go and network there and then everything else I'll keep it the same and it's back to joining organizations right so if your prospects are uh, computer engineers going to the WordPress meetup. If your prospects are marketers going to the American Marketing Association group, what are key ways to appeal to starter positions after graduation rather than unpaid internships? And I love this question because it has the word starter positions. What's your take on starter positions, Daniel? So level entry positions, is that what we're talking about? I think, I think sometimes though people, they use the word starter positions where they're like, I just need something, anything. And I think that they're, I want to caution anyone and everyone from saying, I just need something, anything, because it's a turnoff to anyone in an organization where they're like, do I want to hire someone that just wants anything or something? Or do I want to hire someone that cares about my industry? I would never hire anybody um, that would tell me that in an interview because it's the most, it's the biggest red flag. I used to do a lot of interviewing when I was a district manager and I would I would get, you know, a lot of people from Venezuela, actually, because they would, they were coming here and there would be lawyers or there would be business executives and they're applying for level entry positions at, at PepsiCo. And they would tell me like, I just, I just need to get my foot in the door. I, I'll start anywhere. And at first, and I'll, and I'll be honest, actually, I gave a couple of them a chance. I'm like, you know, they're obviously very qualified. They're going to do the job. What ended up happening is exactly what you said. Like, they, they would leave within six months because they would find something that was better and um, or not necessarily better, but something that they're more qualified for that align more to what they're doing. And 
it was hard for me to give other people a chance. So when you go in there saying like, I just want a chance. I just want to, it's such a red flag for that person on the other side of the table. I think you need to have clarity of what you want to do and express that clarity in the interview. And if you can't see yourself being in that role for at least one year, you shouldn't be interviewing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you answered that right there. What questions do I ask during an informational interview? I love this question. I'll, I'll kick it off because I think that I'm such a fan of the connections, right? If that's one theme that you get from what, you know, what I talk about, it's, it's the courageous connections. So, and that really is an informational interview. So you're meeting with someone, you're asking them questions. Um, I think it's so important to start off with, instead of being quick to talk about you is, is getting curious and starting to ask about them and getting curious about them because you're having this meeting with them. You're connecting with them because you are in a position to be learning. So I would say the number one question is tell me about your career journey. And it's a question I ask on my podcast all the time because it's so fascinating. Everyone has a career journey to share um, if they're in their first career, even if it's if, even if they're in their first career, because it took them, there was a path to get there and to find out how the door opened for them and what that looked like, you know, who they networked with, who they spoke with, um, what experiences they had leading up. And you can learn a lot from that. I remember I did an informational interview with someone that worked at a magazine and I thought, you know, that would just be my dream to work. It was Washingtonian magazine. It would be my dream to, to work for them. I was looking for an internship there. And she said, oh, before I had this job, I was really involved with my on-campus magazine. And that was a game changer, just hearing her story and me thinking, oh, I didn't even think to get involved with my on-campus magazine. Wow, just how much more attractive would I be to magazines if I had that experience just like she did? So I think the number one question to ask is about their career journey, how they got to where they are today. Um, and then I would say at the end of your informational interview, you want to ask if you, you want to have some sort of call to action and some way to stay in touch. So, you know, know, know your goal, right? Um, is it, could it be, you know, hey, can I send you my resume to get your thoughts on it? So asking for their expertise. Um, or is there anyone else that you may be able to connect me with that you think would be a good fit or someone else that I could talk to um, that, that you think that would be really helpful for me? So having that call to action, being able to stay in touch, or even just simply asking, can I stay in touch with you? Is that all right if I email you as I'm, as I'm going on my career journey, if I have any questions? Because you don't want it to just be a one-time thing, and then you're not going to connect again, unless you totally didn't hit it off. Yeah, I think you, those are some great questions. I think when it comes to an informational interview, it really depends in my opinion, what is it that your goal for, from it? And, and one question that I probably would ask pretty much every single person that I would meet is what does a day or a week in, in the role look like? Um, even though I've actually been cautioned not to use that because you can actually find that information out there, but I think it still is very different from job to job, from company to company. So I, I generally like asking that, but the questions that you, you definitely shared, I love that. I think that those are really great. And I'm going to start giving that those questions as an advice. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, and I love the day in the life and get a couple days because no day is the same. And a lot of people will say that and you're like, okay, but really ask them, you know, what did you do yesterday? And so you can just get a glimpse of what that looks like. How much are they communicating with other people? How much are they doing solo work? How much are they at a desk? How much are they traveling? Um, you know, what does their environment look like, feel like? Um, are they working with the team? And you can kind of get an understanding, like even just the hours that you're going to be working, you can be like, 
that does seem like something I'd like, or mm, it can help you make a decision. And you'll, it'll be a gut feeling when you hear that from them, like what their experience is like and what their day is like. And when they paint that picture, you can start to envision yourself in that role. And it's just a way that just, you can envision yourself in a way that you weren't able to when you were reading that position description. Because position descriptions are curated. And when you speak to someone and they tell you their story, that's real. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking back more on that question. I, I, I really ask students to try to figure out what are the answers to the open book test. And for me, I really believe like when you have informational interviews that they, the, the individual who's doing that role actually knows what are the qualities, both soft skills and technical skills that will make a successful candidate for that role. And so I would find a way to phrase it and say, you know, what are some of the qualities that would make, you know, successful, whether it's their, what makes them successful personally or people they've seen that have that same role that are successful in that role. Um, because I think the more you can find that out, the better are you're going to be able to be strategic with your own time to be able to gain those skills yourself. Yeah. Instead of being like, what, you know, who exactly do they want to hire? How can I present myself in the best way? Asking them, how were you successful in fulfilling this role? And then you have that, that same answer, but in a more, uh, more contextual way, because you can see the way that they were able to fulfill um, and be successful. Perfect. So I think the next question is, how do I answer the question that everybody asks me? What do you want to do? I'll let you take it. We all get that question, right? It's so funny. And, and we all ask it too, like any networking event, like, oh, what do you, if, it's, if you don't have a job, it's, it's, if you do have a job, it's what do you do? And if you don't have a job, it's what do you want to do? And I do think it's important to have an answer instead of one of those, I don't know, I'm just looking for anything because that, as we talked about, is a big red flag and can be a turnoff. So your answer doesn't have to be pinpointed. I want to do this exact job, right? I want to be the publisher of College Magazine. I don't think that's anyone's expectation that that's your answer anyway. But I think that if you can say, I want to connect my passion for helping others, I want to be able to work on a team, I want to be able to take my love for computer programming or my interest in social media networks and apply it to a company that... Uh, that works in that, in that industry. Um, that right there gives, again, gives that person something to go off of and they can start to understand what it is that you care about. And it could simply be just, you know, something that you talk about a cause that you care about. Like I'm really passionate about the environment and I want to know that I can work for an organization that cares about the environment too. And it's broad, but it gives someone an idea of who you are and what you stand for. And they're going to be much more likely to be able to connect you to other people and opportunities, or they'll have ideas for you. Oh, have you heard about this organization? And you may not have heard of it. And that's another door that's opening, another possibility for you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that um, you need to, you know, the more idea you have, the better, more clarity that you have, the more you're able to share that clarity and talk about what you see yourself doing, you know, whether it's right after graduation or five years after graduation. I think the better you're going to be able to answer that question. But when you say, I don't know, that's a big turnoff. Yeah. And, and I think it's okay not to know, right? That's where you start to ask for help. And, and that's when you go to your advisor, you go to your career center, you go to your friends, your family, your current network. Um, you go to maybe something that is aligns in your industry in some way, right? You go to that organization and you say, 
I am here at the American Marketing Association event and I know that I have this marketing, uh, these strengths in marketing, but I don't know what is available for me. You know, can you share with me, like, what do you think is possible for me? And it's okay to not know, uh, but it's, it's better to ask those questions and be more proactive versus just being like, I don't know what I want to do. And that, that being your answer as part of your networking experience, it's really not going to uh, be very fruitful. Absolutely. All right. So this last question. Last so this question. Is, this is for you, Daniel. And then I guess for me as well. So what was your aha moment in your career journey? You know, I don't know that there was a specific aha moment, but more of little evidence that I've received throughout the year that are like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. I think, you know, starts off at me being in career fair, being in the other side of the table and talking to students and understanding that a lot of them are lost. Then comes down to mentoring students and helping them get jobs at PepsiCo. And there's, you know, another reason why I think, you know, when you, let's say I'm doing Italian, this is like the second dash. And then I have other students like, well, can you mentor me? But I don't want to work at PepsiCo and this is where I want to work. And so the same advice that I was giving students that wanted to work at PepsiCo, I started giving it and just adjusting it to other companies and they started getting jobs. So then another dash. And then I started speaking at universities outside of the one I went to and students just really connected with the messaging. And then it ended up being another dash. And so I think it has been multiple dashes that add up to they gave me that certainty and said, okay, like, this is what you need to be doing. You mm -hmm. need to a career shift from you continue to go up the corporate America ladder, which is great. I figured out that corporate America wasn't where I saw myself and I actually enjoy helping students. And I just wanted to build this career, make my own career. My, and I can't be telling students to go get their dream job if I wasn't in my dream job. Mm, yeah. I love like just the way you described it. It just seems like it's kind of the the aha moments for me as well were things that I was doing by accident. I kind of fell into some some things and then I took that as an I noted that that's what I found myself doing. Like I loved, you know, for coming back to the magazine, like I had loved my internship working for a magazine and I loved creating this at the time a hobby business for the magazine. And I came back to that, you know, even though I'd had this full-time job that had the stability to it, I, I really came back to what was fueling me. And that was an aha moment. Like I just, I loved getting to create this publication. I loved that feeling when I got to hand a magazine to a student because the first run was just 5,000 copies. So I handed those out and I got to see a student, you know, open it up and read it and flip through. And I, I knew the pages so well, I could see like what article they were reading. And I just, I had, we had spent so much time, you know, assigning those articles and editing them and the work that went into the, to it, there was just so much pride behind it. And also I knew that behind every article, there was something that was valuable for my reader and that they were going to learn something that they didn't know before that was going to help them on their career journey. And just that feeling of handing it to them and seeing them read it before my eyes, like that was an aha. I'm like, this is something that I love doing. And same with working with students, you know, getting on the phone with one of my past editor-in-chiefs who had gotten rejected from a bunch of publications because he wasn't networking and he wasn't speaking his fashion. You know, like he would even get to the interview and talk about his experience at College Magazine like it was like NBD, no big deal, right? It was just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I oversaw a team and I edited articles. I'm like, you cannot speak about your experience like that because, because you get bored with your own story. But 
as I was coaching him and helping him see how to tell his story, how to share about his experiences and speak his passion, I get really fired up. And I love that feeling again. So I think aha moments for me are really, yeah, they come back to the moments where I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I just get really fired up and I, I get this amazing emotion and this feeling and time passes and I don't realize it. And I'm like, this is what I am meant to be doing. And, and that was a real, a really big spark for me to, to start find your passion career and say, you know, how can I send this message out to every student? How can I be speaking more uh, at universities? How can my book send this message out and how can my website and the podcast also get this message out? So, yeah. Well, it was so wonderful meeting with you and speaking with you, Daniel. And this was a lot of fun. Good questions, everyone. Those questions were amazing. Uh, thank you to all the students that put out those questions. And this was an amazing episode. I really enjoyed it. And again, I'm, I'm really glad we did this. Yeah. And if you have any questions for me or for Daniel, feel free to email us. You can email me at amanda at findyourpassioncareer.com. And you can email Daniel. At daniel at masteringcollegetocareer.com. It was so wonderful having you all listen and submit your questions. And we're so happy to be part of your career journey. Thank you all so much. And that's all. We're signing off. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you're listening now, you're now on part two of a two-part series of my interview, well, my conversation, me, Amanda Nachman, and Daniel Botero. And we're going to be talking and answering your questions about your career journey and how you can have a successful career journey. So be sure to tune into part one if you haven't already, but you're now on part two. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career. Doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.